come to find out he never broke up with that girl. Of course not. Of course not. He was not living at his friend's house. He was having me pick him up at his friend's house. His wow. friend's house, his friend lived a block away from where he lived with his girlfriend. Why profess Why create, his love? Yeah. A full blown, yeah. A full blown monologue. story. Why pickle with someone else? <laughs> It's Lace. It's Catherine, and this is an episode of Cheaties Podcast. Damn sure we, is. Yeah, we just we just interviewed this episode, this story, this interview, this guest, whatever you call it. <laughs> Great story. We learn a lot about rock climbing and sustainability, and how some relationships aren't sustainable. Wow, that was good. Oh, damn, that, that was, was good. good. That was really good. Yeah. Uh, before we get into our guest today, Catherine, what dates do we have coming up? What 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 you what? Where do you need people uh, to come see you? Midwest, I think, kind of. Uh, when this comes out, uh, hopefully or sooner rather than later, uh, this Wednesday, the 26th of October, I will be at the Helium Comedy Club in Indianapolis, Indiana. Then the following Thursday, the 27th, I'm at Helium Comedy Club in St. Louis. And that Friday following, I'm in Pen- Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at Bottle Rocket Social Hall. You can go to all my dates uh, or my website. Hey, big announcement really fast. The following weekend short notice but i am headlining at a new comedy club in atlanta in underground atlanta oh. <laughs> atlanta comedy theaters underground they're doing a soft opening i'm just doing shows uh friday saturday sunday the fourth fifth and sixth and you could go through my website for tickets what are you doing okay so in atlanta well it's it's a sold out show so never mind uh, let's see the uh okay and then the, the 27th so i think that is Thursday, the 27th, I am doing a really badass show. If people are involved in politics, uh, specifically if you support Raphael Warnock, who is running for the Senate, obviously it's a big race, national news. Um, I am at a uh, show for him, fundraiser show for him. We've got Clayton English on the show. We've got David Perdue. We've got just a ton of really funny, really accredited comics on that for a good cause. So come out, support Raphael Warnock on the 27th. More details on my Instagram. Uh, when I get those, I'll put those up. Monday, the 31st. That is Halloween, October 31st, Star Bar in Atlanta, in Little Five, doing a show. Everyone's going to be in costumes. It's going to be a good time. If you're trying to figure out what to do for your adult Halloween, go to Star Bar. It's the best place to go. Um, if you are out in Texas, if you are <laughs> happen to be somewhere near Kerrville, Texas, all right, somewhere near San Antonio, not right. too far from Austin, I'm going to be headlining there on November 3rd. And then once again, we got to plug this. We got to sell it out live Cheaties podcast recording on November 12th at the Red Clay Comedy Festival. Uh, also doing a live Cheaties at Zanies in Nashville on December 18th. You can go to our websites to buy tickets for that. And uh, yeah, just keep rating the pod, reviewing it, leaving those ratings online. Those are super helpful. We saw a new one the other day. So thank you for that. Keep telling your friends about it. Follow us online, follow us on TikTok, all that great stuff. Yeah. All right. Beautiful. Thanks so much. Let's get into this episode uh, with a 
up-and-coming comedian in Atlanta, Georgia. She's taking Lisa's class right now. Uh, fun, fun little episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of lo- riff, riff city. Riff, you know. riff city. That's yeah. right. Okay. All right. Uh, let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. Without further ado, enjoy this interview with our guest, Mackenzie Beveridge. Hey, listener, you're about to hear a really juicy cheating story. Names and locations may have been changed to protect the guilty. We're not licensed therapists or lawyers. Hell, we barely have a driver's license. We're just two broke comedians who've been through some shit. And this alleged story is one-sided. If you know another side, please call our emergency redemption hotline at 888-STABBY-8. And yes, that is a real number. Now sit back, relax, and pour yourself a bowl of cheaties. Stabbies, we are so delighted to have Mackenzie in the house. Mackenzie, how are you doing this fine Atlanta morning? <laughs> I am fantastic. I am a newbie here in Atlanta, so everything is exciting right now. Everywhere I go, I see something new. There's a new corner store. You know, there's a new little flower shop, whatever. I am just like thrilled all the time walking around in my neighborhood. <laughs> you just made Atlanta sound so wholesome I know. and small town. I, know. I, I was waiting for you to be like, there's a new homeless man that's yeah. claimed a block over here. There's yeah. a new stabbing on this street uh-huh. every and time. There's a there's new flowers. pile of chicken bones yeah. that are in right. my flower bo- garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, there's a new pile of flowers marking this this grave on this side of the street. Well, welcome. Well, Mackenzie. welcome to the pod, Thank to you. Atlanta. Um, mm. So, Mackenzie, so for everybody, yes. uh, this, uh, so she's also in my comedy class right now and uh, killed it last night at the rehearsal. So I just want to say we had a late, late rehearsal and I really appreciated you um you jumping on this morning to do this podcast with us. You're so funny. You're so great. We're so thankful that you made your way to Atlanta because via, by the way, Catherine, I think Indy originally, Mackenzie? Indianapolis, yes. And yeah. then through Austin. She lived in Austin and then she moved here. Yeah. Damn, you've been everywhere. Do you yeah. know people in Indianapolis? I do. And I've told them to go to your show that's coming Thank up. Thank you. Uh, that's we knew that was <laughs> this Wednesday, the twenty sixth of October, two thousand twenty two. Uh, thank you. <laughs> so you came from Indianapolis, where Helium Comedy Club is. <laughs> uh, okay, so Andy Austin, now you're here in Atlanta. Um, so let's we're gonna get into your story now. I'm like, where does this take place? Is it Andy? I have some family there. Is my uncle involved? Is my aunt involved? Are my cousins involved? It's possible. Who knows? It's a small Probably. town. <laughs> Very likely. Did you skirt over to Evansville at all? Small town talk. All right. And then you go to Austin. Um, So I know. Okay. So you have, you have multiple stories. So we said these these are going to be short essays. Well, there's one that's a little bit longer, which I thought I would start with. And then we can move into short essays. Okay, (laughs) great. All right. Take us through your novel first. Uh, Take us back to the beginning. Chapter one, Inception. Where are we? We're in 2010, Bloomington, Indiana. Beautiful college year. town. Right. Yes. Uh, low five. Low five race. I know all about Bloomington. That's right. There we go. Yes. So I was in grad school and at the time was really, really into rock climbing. 
Oh. Um, Indiana is flat. Doesn't seem like I a place like, for rock this climbing. Is a very, <laughs> this is do not, that's like I'm in school in Colorado and I got into rock climbing. No, I'm in the flattest <laughs> part of the country. Yeah, you, we like to climb on corn stalks. <laughs> the tall ones. Look, we you know we emphasize safety, right? We don't want to get too high off the ground. Has to be on the corn stalks. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Did you ever go climbing in Red River Gorge in Kentucky? That is where we went. Yes. Wow. You know about this? Nice. I, I told you this is. I grew up. I grew up in Louisville. Okay, okay. So you know all about it. Yes. All right. Yes. So yes, the Red River Gorge, which is just a few hours away from Bloomington. And very close to Louisville. Um, So that was our outlet. But there was a great um, indoor climbing gym there. And it just really was like my passion while I was in grad school. Helped to release a lot of the stress from grad school, which was unbelievable. Like, I I don't even really remember grad school. It was that stressful for me. What were you studying? Um, Public policy. Environmental environmental shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. You were a crunchy girl. (laughs) Oh yeah, still am. Um, so I, this is how crunchy she is, Catherine. I was nervous about sitting out plastic forks last night at the rehearsal, <laughs> the grab party. I literally was like, "Should I just put on my regular silverware and act like I don't own plastic forks for parties?" Because I don't want to upset McKenzie. So I also worked at a restaurant, a prominent restaurant in Bloomington, Indiana, called Malibu Grill, and um, oh yes. <laughs> And locked Malibu Grill. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In middle America. Malibu? No, Malibu, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, so, of course, I knew uh, the restaurant people all knew each other, right? And there was this particularly hot covered in tattoos always muscular always. guy always. that worked at the restaurant next door did he work and back in the house back of the house front of the house yes oh yes back of the house of course, of course. he was always. he was a cook of course the, board, the anthony bourdain of indiana <laughs> yes. Oh, it was yes chef all the way mm-hmm. um <laughs> so turns out he also was into climbing and we very quickly became climbing buddies mm-hmm. and I, you know, at first I was like, okay, this guy's objectively hot. And when you're climbing, you see all those little muscles that you wouldn't normally see. Um, oh. oh, the forearm vein? That's all oh, yeah. I'm picturing. Why? That's all, literally from the time you said, you know, when you see the little, all I was picturing was all the little forearm muscles forearm in the veins. veins. Yeah. Yeah. We know. Yeah. Is it because it looks like a big dick? Is that why? Is that why we like forearms? Well, when they get all veiny. actually, it's funny that you say that. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because when your forearms get really tired um, and they feel like you can't climb anymore, we call them arm boners when you're climbing. Because <laughs> they're so stiff. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. So Covered in veins. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. So this guy, objectively hot. Now I start to climb with him and quickly realize that mm, I'm not that into him. Like from a boyfriend standpoint, he was kind of an asshole and like he was hot and knew it, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I was like, okay, well this guy's reliable in terms of climbing. I'll just keep climbing with him. Cause I had a really hard time finding someone consistently, even, you know, especially in grad school when everyone's stressed and you know, they're flaking out on everything. 
Um, so we became climbing buddies and spent the entire summer going to the gym, grabbing burgers afterwards, beers, um, going down to the Red River Gorge and um, became very, very close. And I felt like I'm not going to do anything with this guy because I'm not emotionally attracted to him. Mm-hmm. Um, that really has to happen for me in order to want to like hook up with someone. I have to, I have to like them in that way. Yeah. And uh, like we were like such good friends that, and I became with friends with his friends and everything, but we were such good friends that we, me and um, him and a couple of other people all got on a family plan on our phones together. Right. And wow. yeah, so I, it got to that, it got to that level of friendship. Right. And um, I can't, I can't imagine um, something that would turn out more healthy. Than, yeah. Than, <laughs> than, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Than breaking up three friends on a phone plane. <laughs> what could go wrong here? Uh, it just sounds like a classic codependent, we all work in a restaurant situation to me. I yeah. don't see anything wrong with it. <laughs> I did, I... No, let's not stop at Netflix. No. Let's, let's contractually get on a phone plan together where one person uses up all the data. Hey, let's yep. take out a second mortgage on one of our friends' parents' houses. Right. Yeah. Genius idea. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so at one point, uh, this was over the summer in 2010, I was dating someone, he was dating someone. I didn't know her, but that wasn't, you know, uncommon for when you're in the climbing gym, you don't like know your climbing buddies, partners or people that they're dating or anything like that. You just go and hang out with each other. And, um, so I didn't know her, he didn't know the guy that I was dating. And, uh, but at one point in 2010, he was working underneath his car. Come on. Hot, 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 hot. I know. I know. He knew how to fix shit. I mean, it was just, uh, there were so many levels. Um, and he sliced car fixer. Yes. Jesus, Lace, that was a sigh. That, yes. that made me uncomfortable. God. <laughs> he says, mm-hmm. I know, and it's 9 a.m. here, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just came fresh out of dream world. Mm-hmm. I just woke up. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, okay, so turn he's... it down. <laughs> so he's underneath his car. Woo! And, yes. uh, slices his arm open and I know I know and calls me doesn't call his girlfriend calls me so I come over to get him to take him to the emergency room and he had passed out on oh god oh that's a lot of blood yes so I pick him up you know this hot ass dude and carry him into my car take him to the emergency room and sit with him in the emergency room while he gets stitches So there's, there's bonding point number one, right? That is, that sort of took our friendship up a notch in my view. Well, fast forward, oh, I don't know, a couple of months and me and him and a few other people are going to the Red River Gorge to climb. I am the belay for this guy. Now, Mm -hmm. for those of you that don't know what a belay is, it's the person that stands on the ground and brings in all the slack from the rope 
as your climber goes up the wall. I'm the belay and he is making some pretty risky moves. And I know he is. And I, I think he's trying to impress this other guy that we're with. And so I'm already annoyed with him. I know I I can tell I'm like, okay, this guy is going to fall and this is going to really suck because he's going to fall onto me. Um, that's just what happens. It's a little yeah. too difficult. I don't want to get too in the weeds with explaining like, the he's physics a, of all of yeah, it. Yeah, he's in a dangerous situation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, of course, he starts to fall. And I see it happening. I'm pulling in as much slack from the rope as I possibly can so that when he gets, so that when he hits, when the rope hits that first bolt, that he doesn't, um, you know, go down to the ground, essentially. So I'm trying to pull in as much rope as I possibly can. And he gets, I feel him get to that first bolt. I feel the rope tighten a little bit. And then really quickly, I feel it release and he falls to the ground. And he didn't wake up. And it was the most, probably one of the, one of the most terrifying things that I have ever gone through. Um, and of course this isn't about me, this is about him, but, uh, there's my friend lying there, not awake, laying on his back on a rock. Um, and what seemed like an eternity passed, but it was probably five seconds. Um, he then woke up and started to moan and, uh, at the time, you know, when something like that happens, you don't know if there's a back injury, you don't know what's going on. So you need to be very, very, very careful. Um, and he thankfully was able to get up and we got him to the car and took him to the emergency room. And I sat with him in the emergency room there for, um, I don't know how many hours passed, but it was a very long time. We were in the emergency room together. And so in my view, when you go through a traumatic experience like that with someone, that is an incredible bonding moment. Sure. And it bonds you in a way that like, I, I haven't been bonded to other people in that way before. Um, and it, yeah, it's and a this lot time to go through together. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And this time we were in it together. Right. Whereas the first time he had cut his arm and I took him to the emergency room this time, it was both of us together going through this experience. Although I wasn't the one that was so hurt. So you obviously. would suggest go rock climbing with somebody you crush on to lock them in. <laughs> yeah. And That's it's going to hurt, hearing. but I would say fall. Just fall. It <laughs> will work out in the end. It'll Just make sure you're a, make sure you're a little closer to the ground if you fall. Yeah, like fifteen. Uh, no, I feel like farther the fall, stronger the bond. That's what mm. that's what my rock climbing instructor told me. Okay, I so all right, so here we are. We y'all you're you're physically attracted to each other. Nothing's happened, but y'all have like been through stuff that couples or super bonded people go through you're creating right. these, these memories these moments okay right but you knew yes. he had a girlfriend though before and you knew you had seen somebody before but yeah that had right, right. and yeah. i was i was still seeing someone we were long distance he was living in new york um and in his relationship with this woman was relatively new and i just didn't i don't know i didn't think a lot about it um especially because until this point, until this second trauma bonding moment, I didn't 
consider him. I mean, I knew he was hot, but I didn't consider him in any kind of like romantic way. Mm-hmm. Now, all of that changed after this fall. Yeah. And uh, I really couldn't stop thinking about him. And um, it got a little, I started to get awkward <laughs> with my crush around him. And um, we were both sort of acting awkward in that way. And um, he also decided at some point that he wanted to go to med school. This guy is really a Renaissance man. Um, So he started to interview for med school and one day called me up and asked if he could use my iron to iron his shirt for a med interview. Again, this is something that you ask of your girlfriend, not your friend. He's calling me for these things. For all those things. Yeah. Right. And so he comes over, irons his shirt, and we're hanging out, and we have a kiss. And it's our first kiss. And it was... steam's coming up from the... (laughs) 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 Yes. And he... That's it. That's all that happened was this kiss. And after that, I decided, okay, I like this guy. I actually like him now. And I don't think I can just be his friend. And that means I can't continue to climb with him. Right. If, if it's just this, if it's nothing more than this. And so I told him that. And I didn't give him an ultimatum per se. I, but I was like, look, I know you're dating this new girl. Um, but I like you and I don't, I don't know if anything could come of this, but, uh, I can't continue to be your climbing partner. And he thought about it for a little bit and decided to continue to date this other woman. Uh And I was like, okay, well, nice to know you. (laughs) And my time in Bloomington was actually ending. So it was sort of a natural ending period for our friendship anyway. And I graduated from grad school in December of 2010 and then left and went and got my first job. All right. Now, this is not where the story ends. This is actually where it begins. All of that's background. Okay. Uh, All right. So I lived out of state, had my first job that I fell in love, had a relationship several years passed and then just eventually moved back to Indiana. Um, but this time I was living in Indianapolis. I had accepted a job at uh, Butler university as their sustainability coordinator. Yes. <laughs> and he found out that I had moved back and we had kept in touch a little bit um, just here and there, um, but nothing major. Uh, we had you know, shared a few texts and that was it. And he finds out that I'm back in Indianapolis and asks me to go climbing and years had passed. So I was like, okay, it's fine. You know, I'll go climbing with him. I don't feel anything anymore. I've already like been in love and out. Um, we can go climbing. So he was in med school at IU and, um, living in Indianapolis as well. And, we did the thing. We went climbing afterwards. We found a place to have a burger and a beer 
and we sit down, we order our food, we get our beers, and he proceeds to tell me that he's in love with me, um, that he hasn't stopped thinking about me for the last few years, that it was a huge mistake to choose this other person, um, that he wants desperately to try to have a relationship with me mm-hmm. and gives me this speech which seemed like he wrote it out in advance because it yeah. lasted like 10 minutes and it's a really long speech that doesn't sound like a long time but when you're sitting there taking that speech it's, it is a long time yeah he's like there's 42 more slides in this powerpoint <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um so i of course i'm very taken aback i did not expect that at all um and I asked him if he was still dating that same woman. And he says, we are in the process of breaking up. I'm moving out. I'm living with my friend. And um, I, you know, this has nothing to do with you. I started breaking up with her before this day right here. And I want to try to date you. And so I thought about it I was like well let's let's hang out you know like let's hang out another few times it was just a lot of information to take in and um I was wanted to move slow no matter what happened Mm -hmm. and so we did we continued to go climbing we hung out we took our dogs both named Hank um to uh, a little swimming hole and just had just really like sweet, you know, hangout times. And I started to come around to the idea of dating him. And in this whole process of me hanging out with him, seeing him again, deciding I wanted to date, I mean, that didn't take very long. It was probably like a week and a half. Yeah, Uh, It happened pretty quick. And then I was like, okay, let's do this. Let's date. And um, so then of course, we start sleeping together. It was wonderful. Was it everything? Um, I mean, like, here's what I'm wondering. Like, since all of this is like years has gone by, years have gone by, yeah. y'all had all of these bonding moments and you finally sleep together. Was it awesome? Fireworks. Okay. Yeah. Had to be, right? If it wasn't, what it a was. disappointment, man. I mean, <laughs> no, no. It was like so much anticipation over. Yeah, 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 it, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. it was fireworks. You guys felt like falling rocks. <laughs> now where do we hit um, the bottom here so caution that i'm falling <laughs> for you so um at this time i'm new in indie i am actually trying to buy a house and i had started this new job so pers- my personal life other than dating him was a little bit stressful i mean buying a house this was 2013 but it was still extremely competitive. I mean, same day something that got listed, it would, you know, someone would put an offer in. So I was really stressed from that process and um, trying not to bring it into our like sweet dating life. And um, until we were uh, at the farmer's market, of course, um, shopping for, uh, we were going to pickle uh, some late summer, uh, veggies and 
Yes. I, I mean, chef, right? Yes, chef. Mm, he, make me chef. Yes. Oh, I mean, that was another part of our history, too. We would, like, pickle things together and make canned food. And, I mean, just... Mm. So we're it's at a the farmer's market. Rom-com. Yeah, this is a yeah. full-blown rom-com. Yeah. So we're at the farmer's market and um, finding different produce, jalapenos, whatever, to um, to pickle later. And he brings up the idea of moving in with me into my new house that I am purchasing. Convenient. Mm-hmm. And mind you, it had only been a few weeks that we had been dating. And I, I mean, even then, you know, I, I obviously had known him for years, but I was like, no, 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 no. We need to pump the brakes. Like that is moving way too fast. Like we have just started to hang out in a romantic way. Like that is absolutely not going to happen. Um, and he didn't, he didn't, immediately react in a bad way he was like oh yeah I understand that was that was too much that was too fast um I you know I'm sorry I shouldn't have even floated the idea Uh but it wasn't soon after that that he wasn't responding to my text messages as quickly he um wasn't making as many plans to hang out Uh and um the last time I uh, we hung out, I, I had dropped him off at his friend's house where he was living. And I, yeah, I was like, okay, well, why we'll hang out tomorrow. We'll, uh, whatever it was. Um, but the last thing, and I'm about to get it to a bigger reveal here. The last thing I said to him was, I'll see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So the next day I text him when we're supposed to hang out and I don't hear back from him. And I thought that was, it was just out of character. It was very weird. Uh I started to get very worried because I immediately jumped to something has happened to him. Right. I mean, given our history. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's about to go rescue him. Yeah. He is, he is definitely passed out somewhere for some reason. He's bleeding out. Right. Yeah. 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 Pickling pickling injury. Yeah. He, so I immediately jumped to that. I'm like, something's wrong. Something's, this is, this is, this is not right. Um, and so I spent the rest of the night worried sick. I called, I texted, no response. Um, I go to bed that night worried. I wake up in the middle of the night, freaking out. I started calling hospitals in the middle of the night because I was like, why hasn't he texted back? Something is wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, the next day I reached out to his friend who is sort was sort of a friend of mine, but reached out to his friend. And I was like, what's going on? The guy that he was living with. I was like, is he okay? And he was like, Oh yeah, I just saw him. He just left. I was like, okay. All right. Something is, something's up. Uh-huh. And, um, I come to find out he never broke up with that girl. Of course not. Of course not. He was not living at his friend's house. He was having me pick him up at his friend's house. His wow. friend's house, his friend lived a block away from where he lived with his girlfriend. Um, he 
I think in the, you know, couple of times that he spent the night with me, I think she was out of town. Probably. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I've never talked to her before. I don't know, but I think she was out of town. And he, when I told him he couldn't move in with me, he just decided to ghost me and go back and, you know, whatever, whatever was going on in their relationship, whether or not he was thinking of leaving her or not, I don't actually know, but he fully went back and continued to date the girl that he had been dating. Do you think that he, because were you going to make him pay rent if he moved in? I mean, was that a thought process? No, no, it didn't. So do you think that this man just was trying maybe to break up with this other girl, but was like, I really like this thing about not paying rent and was just trying to get a free rent from house to house to house? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's possible. I, I don't, I have, I don't know what was going on in his mind. And still to this day, I think a lot about, like, okay, if he just wanted to release the sexual tension, cheat on his girlfriend, and still lie to me and say, you know, hey, I've broken up with her, and just finally have sex after all of these years, yeah, that would yeah. have been, he could have done that. But why, why profess why create, his love? Yeah, a full-blown, yeah, a full-blown story. Why pickle with someone else? <laughs> Why stick I your mean, pickle cheat. in someone else? Why stick yeah, your pickle cheat, in someone cheat. else's jar? Right. Yeah. Cheat, fine. <laughs> Lie about where you live, fine. But pickle? But, but pickle. pickle with someone else? Pickling's yep. deep, man. Yeah. That's I mean, deep. That's, it's a process. Yeah. That's you're the one that you're pickling. Most. You're pickling yeah. for Soaking. the future. Mm. But you're pickling for the future. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. Pickle's not yeah. instant. It's not like you're nope. not you're not making s'mores. You make a s'more, you gotta nope. eat a s'more. You don't you don't make a s'more and store a s'more. That's not what you nope. do. When you pickle, you are taking late summer veggies. You are putting them in a jar to enjoy together in the winter. It's as an it sits in vinegar. It is an investment. Yeah. It is yes. a stinky long term investment. Mm-hmm. Yes. That shit gets fermented. 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 So what, so did you call him out? I did. I wrote him an email. Um, that was, I read it last night. It was, I, it was very good and level headed. I have to say, I was like, thank you, therapy. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) I did. I wrote him an email and, you know, I, of course at the time I was very hurt and I, I, like from a romantic standpoint, you know, I, I had a little tiny heartbreak, but I was more hurt that like my friend would do this. Than... That's, yeah. Cause y'all have been through a lot. This isn't some random hot and heavy, you know, fly by night right. thing that happened and some random guy y'all had a fucking history together. Yeah. Yeah. That was the thing that hurt the most because I, I mean, when you're, this is, sounds kind of cheesy but when someone becomes your climbing partner it's it's like very serious like your life is literally in their hands and so there's a level of trust that you have to have for that person that then to have to have him then just 
walk out on the friendship and that, I mean, that is just so like the betrayal is so much worse in that regard. Like I've picked this guy up off the ground twice (laughs) and taken him to the emergency room, literally saved his life. Uh And he treats me like this. Did he ever respond? He, um, he did respond to my email, um, shortly after, um, he had ghosted me. Essentially. I was at a bar with this guy who was my fuck buddy for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Our legs were sort of intertwined and I was probably talking about how upset I was about this whole situation in walks into this bar with his friend he looks at me, makes eye contact, keeps walking. Ooh, dirty. Says so much. Yep. Without saying yeah. anything Damn. at all. Anything at all. <laughs> How we did that in unison. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like we're finding partners. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> Uh, so I, I sent him this big, long email, um, and basically it was just like, look, you know, you suck, you hurt me, but beyond that, you're clearly not happy and you're fucking your own life up because whatever is going on with you and this woman, like, you're not happy. I don't know what your deal is, but like, you need to get your shit straight. And, and so it was still, I mean you know, I read through it last night, it was still coming from like very much of a friend standpoint and a caring standpoint, even though he did not deserve my friendship or me to care about him at all. Um, And he did finally respond to that email with like two sentences and didn't admit to anything. He was just like, thank you for this. I've read it a lot and I don't deserve your friendship, you know, that kind of bullshit. Uh Um, but yeah, we never, I never had any closure over this whole thing. Um, still, uh, haven't talked to him since then. And do you think um, when he has back pain, he thinks of you? (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. I hope so. When he looks at that, I hope every time he looks at his sexy, sexy arm that he sees that scar and remembers that yeah. you rescued him and saved his life and took him to the emergency room. <laughs> I hope so. But I, I mean, look, he is now a doctor and oh. I, uh, oh, well, he finished medical school. So he, yeah. And he is he with to be the, a sexy cheating doctor? <laughs> yeah. Mm. He's, he's still with her. They are married wow. and have two kids. Always man. Always. And, big, um, big cheaty. oh right very good yeah it took me a second i mean my name is Mackenzie, so i was like oh maybe she's going that route yeah yeah, yeah. uh but so he's a doctor but he is and i just learned this last night (laughs) he is a colon and rectal surgeon so he performs surgery on buttholes all day which is very fitting you got to be one to know one. Yes. <laughs> got to get in the asshole when you're an asshole. Yep. He deserves it. Good. 
That wasn't his. That's wow, okay. so he's just, he is a pile of shit dealing with shit <laughs> all day. We could literally go on for days. We could literally for days. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. For it, as long as the long, <laughs> the long intestine is. When, when I found this out last <laughs> night, <laughs> I can wrap around the world twice. Uh, when I, <laughs> uh, that's, a lot, that's a lot of tests. Oh my god! Uh. Um, it does. <laughs> well, so you know, Lace asked me to 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 do this podcast, and when I found out that he was a rectal surgeon last night, I was like, "This is gonna sound fake. Like this whole thing is gonna sound fake." Oh, you just but, looked it up last night. You just found out. Yeah. That's funny. Oh my God. I'm glad we could provide that for you. Yes. Yeah. You needed to know that. You needed that I little did. bit of closure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, mm-hmm. that's it's just, good. It's just every day he wakes up, his kids are like, Dad, fuck you. And his wife's like, piss off, bitch, go live with your friend. And he's like, God, at least I'm a doctor. And then he goes into work and it's some old man who just is like, Can you take a look at this doctor? And then he drops his old ass khakis yeah. and bends over and his fucking hairy ass crusty assholes in this man's face yeah. and that is his day to day and then and then and, and the man's short because he's old and his bones so he has to bend over a little bit mm-hmm. to look inside this man's asshole and as he bends over he uh, feels a little bit of back pain oh and that's <laughs> and that's when the memory of you sh- and that's comes when in. yeah and then your face <laughs> flashes before him yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. I love it. I love oh, it. Right. I, I mean, I'm just, yeah, it's, that did provide a lot of closure learning that he just gets poop on him all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's gotta be somebody listening who is in that field and they're like, it's more than that. And we're just, yeah, we're, we're just shitting on it. So he gets we're, we're shit on it. Are you shitting on my job? <laughs> Yes, like, actually, we, we are. Lives. We took yeah. colonoscopies and we're like, so people just, you lay down and people shit on your head all day. And we're like, no. And we're like, yeah. Yep, that's yep. what I'm picturing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what speaking of s'mores. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to all the rectal surgeons out there, just let me have this one, please. Right. Yeah. Let me have it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, to all the rectal surgeons who listen to Cheaties, you know, it's a big demographic. Us. We know you're listening in surgery right in now. In surgery, this is your go-to. Yeah. So everyone read just one finger in an asshole, one finger on a scalpel. One, I don't know what y'all are doing yeah. out there. Hey, yeah. can I suggest something? If you are listening in surgery, maybe one time, maybe right before you retire, what if you connected the esophagus to the large intestine? Try it hey. out. Think about it. Okay. Do you... And, uh, do you have any? Sh- it's fun. It's like a. It's like a human centipede inside one person's body. Uh-huh. It's gross. This is gross. I'm disgusting. Uh, do you have any <laughs> short stories? You said you had some. Yeah, short you stories said you had us. a short story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, another restaurant asshole um, who <laughs> was hot. <laughs> always, it's always. Yes. They're the worst. <laughs> yes, uh. chef. Uh, so yeah. this, uh, this was, I was an undergrad actually at this time, also in Bloomington, still at Malibu Grill. Yes. I worked there for six years from undergrad yeah. through grad. This guy, hot guy, he was, uh, 
several years older than me. He, I credit, actually, I credit him for giving me my sexual awakening. Hell yeah. um, I was 20 years old when we met and yeah. he really opened me up literally and uh, emotionally. Yeah, he did. Oh, sure. Okay. Oh, no. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, but he, he did. He like, he gave me my sexual awakening. We dated for about a year. And at the time, because I was sort of new in my sex life, I was very, very, very concerned about STIs. Mm-hmm. And I asked him to go get tested and I went to get tested and mm-hmm. we like showed our papers to each other. It was really hot. Um, <laughs> mm, I love sex that involves paperwork. I know. Yeah. yeah, it was really sexy. And, um, but after that, I felt a lot better about having sex with him and being more free, um, in terms of, you know, maybe sometimes we use a condom, maybe sometimes we don't, I don't know. And, uh, so yeah, we dated for the, for a full year. And then I went and studied abroad in France. And before I left, we broke up because I was going to be gone and it was just sort of over anyway. And how long, how long um, were you going to be in France? Six months. Oh, but yeah, that's okay. a that's, long time. That's when a you're long 20. time. Yeah. You got to break up. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. You got to yeah. get that hot, hot French bread. You know what I'm saying? Right. You got to get a, you look for some baguettes <laughs> over there. Yeah. Baguette me. <laughs> so I, I did everything that one does before they leave the country. I go to the doctor, you know, you get your visa, you do all of that shit. All right. So I'm in France and I get a sort of frantic email from my doctor's office. And at the time there was no, there was no international cell phone. I didn't have a cell phone. It, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. like that. This is 2007. Oh, and yeah. so I'm, um, had to go, I had a calling card and I had to walk around this new city and try to find a pay phone because I couldn't use my host mother's phone for some reason. And I find this pay phone and I dial them up and they are, uh, sound frantic on the phone too, Mm -hmm. which raised my alarms. And they proceeded to tell me that I tested positive for chlamydia. And 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 this is after you already got paperwork though, that said you didn't have STIs. Uh huh. That we had both gotten paperwork. And so two things happened. Of course, I immediately was like, I need to get my ass to the doctor. And two, this motherfucker cheated on me. Yeah. How else would, how else would I have contracted an STI? I wasn't cheating on him. Right. And so first things first, yeah, so I you go have to the doctor. Doing the timeline for people. Okay, so yeah, you got the, you got tested while y'all were together, before y'all got together, or yeah, at the beginning or whatever. You didn't have it, and then you had to go back to the doctor again months later to go to France. Right, because you have to. then they're saying yeah. that you have it. So yes, for sure. So in the middle, he had to have given it to you then. He yes. got chlamydia yeah. from Claudia. Yeah. <laughs> chlamydia from Claudia. Fucking Claudia. <laughs> Um, so, so of course I go to the doctor. I was very stressed going to the doctor a, because, you know, I'm an American and I thought it was going to cost hundreds and hundreds of dollars. It didn't, it cost like eight Euro. And, um, I get the antibiotic, everything 
um, checks out there. And then I try to schedule a Skype call with this asshole so that we can talk about it. And it took, it was so hard to get him to agree to have a Skype call with me. Mm -hmm. And I eventually got him on the phone and confronted him about it. And he denied, denied, denied. But then I started to hear from other people at the restaurant that, oh yeah, he absolutely was fucking around with not just one person, more than one person. Of course. Yeah. Um, in- including the woman that he lived with, I'm pretty sure. Um, hey, uh, he's going to great- pay his rent somehow. Listen, you don't know right. everybody's <laughs> agreement. But it's in the lease, okay? It's not cheating right. if it's in the lease. Yes. So. Now, the, the great <laughs> irony... <laughs> the great irony in all of this is that the person I suspect... He got it. He gave it to him who, and then he gave it to me is now hosts a podcast where she talks about sex. Oh my God. <laughs> I thought you were about to say cheating. And I'm like, it's, no, no. it's you, Catherine. <laughs> it's you. I knew it. <laughs> this is how you found out. This is how you found out. I was living at the sky. That's really funny. Has she, do you know, has she ever admitted on the podcast to? Oh, no, I don't I mean, I don't talk to her. I don't know. I, but I think I, it is, I, I think it's pretty fitting though. I mean, it's, if yeah. she's hosting a sex podcast, it sounds like she's got some experience. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. But also chlamydia is not a big deal. It really you know what? isn't. Let's so... really, let's just clap it up for her. <laughs> for her. <laughs> clap that's how they start every podcast. <laughs> they, she has to start every clap podcast. Clap it in. Let's clap it in. Clap it in. With the clap. clap it in. With the clap. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I wanted to end with this story so we can clap it out, too. Yeah, right. Perfect. Oh. perfect. <laughs> oh, man. So did he, yeah. so he never admitted it, though, but you, you know for sure. No. I mean. Yeah. 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 He never did. These dirty restaurant boys, these you can't trust. You got, if any lesson has been learned here through so many of these stories that that we've heard on this podcast, is if they are hot and they cook and they're in a restaurant, whether they cook (laughs) in or out of a restaurant, I guess, I don't know. Right. If they are tatted up and working at a restaurant and cooking, just know, you know what you're getting into. They got babies on the side, they got babies you don't know about. They are, they're going to, it's going to be great sex. It's going to be so oh, good. So good. Sex is going to be so good, but you are not getting any sort of commitment from this dude. He will commit no. to living in your house for free <laughs> while he <Yeah>. is <laughs> in between you all are, his other houses. Right. He's gotta you are a by. seasonal menu for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are tonight's special. All right, babe. All right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we've it. got to get to, um, we, we yeah. got to get to some, uh, wrap up questions. Yeah. Yeah. To the rock bottom. So I've been trying <laughs> to put rock bottom. I've been trying to fit it in so yeah. much. And it, I've, it didn't I've already got there, the name but, of the podcast, by the way. It's right. love, love on the rocks. So. Love on the rocks. That's good. Oh. Very good. Okay. I know. Okay. So tell us, um, where are you now? Yeah. What's your story right now? I am single and not really feeling like mingling. Uh, (laughs) Good. Uh, yeah, my, um, 
I don't know if it comes across in these stories, but I used to be kind of naive uh, when it came to dating. And now I don't trust anyone. Um, (laughs) No, I, um, I'm just a a lot more um, scrupulous, I would say. And thank you. Word of the week right Um, there, scrupulous. I I had that in Wordle beforehand to make sure. Yeah. yeah. So I'm single and looking to possibly date someone who's not an asshole or a liar or a cheater. Um, And got it. You can only pick like two of those. You can't get all. You can't not have. (laughs) You can't get all of them. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, but yeah, new in Atlanta and just now starting to date. So, um, that's where I am. Okay. So, um, another question where, um, if you could have done anything differently and let's, let's go for the first one. Cause the second one, I don't feel like was as like committed, but that first one feels like there was so much involved. Like what, what would you have done differently? If anything? Hmm. Um, I probably would have asked more questions um, when he was asking about dating. I would have, I, I just took his, I took him at his word for, um, oh, we're breaking up. You know, I'm living with my friend. Um, I'm still not fully moved out. You know, all of those, all of those things in retrospect are a red flag. Yes. And I should have absolutely seen that, but I just trusted him. I had a blanket trust of yeah. him given our history. And um yeah, I absolutely should have asked more questions and had had some like made him cough up some actual details like, "Oh, when will you be out? When is the moving right. truck coming?" Right. You yeah. know, when is your lease starting in your new place? Yeah. Um, so I should have asked more questions. I absolutely yeah. would have done that. But you were and, all, I mean, you were kind of like, I mean, when you're, when you're infatuated like that and it's something that's been a long time coming and you know, you let things like that slide because of you're excited, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. And you don't yeah, really yeah, want to know the answer. Even if you think you might know, you don't really want to know. That, yeah. And so that uh, you're right. And him saying, Oh no, no, you know, things with her are over They're The sort of the way he said it now, now that I look back, it was very abstract. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. And again, there weren't a lot of details tied mm-hmm. to it. It was all very abstract. Yeah. And just exactly. I probably just didn't want to know. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to know that maybe it wasn't totally over. Um, because yeah. we had had this years long buildup and yeah. attraction. And so I just ignored that. And as we do, um, yeah. well, okay. Ready for the dumbest question, Catherine, take it away. Okay. You're, uh, you're rock climbing again. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you're rock climbing with your boyfriend. He gets up to the top. You're like, what is he doing on the top for so long? You can't see you're down at the bottom belaying, being a a bobaying, bo- bobaying, <laughs> and wow. you find out he's been making up, making out with a girl at the top. So, you, what would you rather the other woman or man or whatever be hotter or not or hotter than you, and why? Yes. Okay. So I think if he's 
see because his life his life is in my hands right. at the at that moment so she right. better be hotter okay. she absolutely better be hotter if he's gonna risk his life mm-hmm. to cheat on me mm-hmm. at the top of a route uh she better it better be fucking way hotter like yeah like hottest be... yeah like yeah, that better be beyonce yeah <laughs> I'm thinking of somebody who's probably good at climbing rocks and was beautiful. I couldn't. Pocahontas was the first thing that came. <laughs> I don't remember if you remember some of those opening sequences, but she's just yeah. really going fast in the wilderness. She is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, wow. Yeah, okay. All right. That's a good answer. Well, if he's risking his life, uh, yeah, okay. I'll, we'll let that one slide. We're both nodders, but okay. Sacagawea. Um, oh. That's what I wish I would have said. I wish I would have gone with Sacagawea. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know I haven't moved on, but it's fine. <laughs> You're gonna be all right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Mackenzie, what what do you want to plug? Sure. Right yeah, in. I don't actually I don't have a public persona, um, but okay. if anyone wants to be friends on Instagram, you can follow me um, at mck underscore bev. Um, it's a private account, but I have internet friends that I uh, have met just through Instagram. So I'm happy cool. to be be your friend. And perhaps if this comedy thing keeps going, I might create a public persona. I'm not sure. but uh... eventually. <laughs> um, well, and if you could plug anything for, since climate change is, is the biggest, most important thing to you uh, in the world, what is, uh, what, what should people follow or pay attention to or give their money Get to? Get your ass to the polls and vote. There you um, go. That is the number one most important thing that we can do right now. The midterms are right yeah. around the corner. Early yeah. vote, 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 vote like vote, your life vote, depends vote, on vote. it because it literally does. It does. Um, okay. Yeah. It does. All right, everybody. This was incredible. Thank you so much for sharing uh, both of these incredible stories with us, Mackenzie. I know you've got some other stories too. We might even bring you back for a follow up, see what's yeah. going on later. Who knows? Uh, our audience is going to love this. We adore you. Um, and thank you for getting on in the morning to do this with us as well. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we are going to say bye to our audience. We would love you to join us with a long, annoying bye. Okay. To we love you. Toodles. <gasps> bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode of Cheaties Podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen. And if you've been cheated on or you have cheated, you've got a cheating story that we want to hear. Leave us a teaser voicemail at 888-STABBY-8. That's 888-782-2298. And hey, while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Cheaties Podcast. Follow me, Lace Larrabee, at Lace Larrabee. And follow me, Catherine Blamford, at It's Catherine Blamford. Stay stabby! Go to your ready-made horse, that's all you're good for!